Welcome back to the Dear Heart and the Brain podcast show where we discuss general health, fitness, and science. This is the sixth part of our special micronutrient series where I'll be breaking down the fundamentals of vitamin and mineral metabolism so that you can have a better understanding of its mechanism and subsequent impact on your well-being. I know you're going to love this series as I've been working on this initiative for quite some time now. Whether you're walking your dog, driving at work, or doing household chores, you know you're in for a great adventure. Today, we will be exploring vitamin E, right? So this fat-soluble vitamin serves as another antioxidant, just like vitamin C, by trapping lipophilic free radicals by breaking it down, by breaking down the uncontrolled free chain reactions in plasma, red blood cells, and tissues. Also, it plays a pretty good role in maintaining the integrity of your membrane. So food sources high in vitamin E are often in oil seed salad dressings, mayo and spreads, peanut butter, eggs, and whole milk. These are all major sources of vitamin E. Increased intake of vitamin E has been associated with enhanced immunity, reduced CVD risk, and other cancers, especially as an antioxidant altering metabolic activation processes. Low vitamin E, on the contrary, has been linked to coronary artery disease due to vitamin E superpower of preventing LDL oxidation and platelet adhesion. Vitamin E deficiency is rarely observed, but when it does happen, it's usually due to lipid malabsorption or alpha-TTP deficiencies, we'll talk about that later, which may lead to neurological abnormalities because vitamin E is demanded by neural tissues. So vitamin E is just like a collective term for all the structure-related tocopherols and tocotrienols, which all have the same head group and side chain, but they just differ where their ring and methyl group are. As a fat-soluble vitamin, its absorption in plasma transport is very similar to cholesterol, where vitamin E is absorbed with other lipids, incorporated into chylomicrons, and will eventually get transported by other circulating lipoproteins. The relative differences of tocopherol in the body line start contrast by actions of the two pathways that transport vitamin E differently. Let's talk about them now. The first one is about alpha-TCP and the second one is the tocopherol oxidation pathway. So alpha-tocopherols, they will be secreted from the liver via VLDLs to maintain your vitamin E levels in the blood. And alpha-TCP is a transfer protein that aids in the process by binding to alpha-tocopherol and secreting it back to the plasma lipoprotein pool. And this transfer protein, the alpha-TTP, is really important. It's observed that patients that lack the functional alpha-TTP display clear signs of vitamin E deficiency despite having no lipid malabsorption just because we simply can't get vitamin E to the plasma pool, right? And other forms of vitamin E that are not alpha-tocopherol will undergo extensive post-absorptive metabolism to water-soluble metabolites that you pee out. This is different from the method described before because this catabolic process will involve the truncation of the hydrophobic side chain by an initial hydroxylation which is responsible for the solubility of vitamin E. This enzyme cytochrome P450 is implicated in this reaction of truncating the side chain. Alpha tocopherol is a poor substrate for this catabolic pathway which is why this is considered to play a central role in selective tissue deposition of alpha tocopherol. There is no storage organ for vitamin E, but tocopherols can accumulate in adipose tissue, but the mobilization from adipose is really slow and it's insufficient to prevent vitamin E deficiency in humans. And as previously mentioned about vitamin E protecting lipids from free radical induced oxidative damage, 
I want to discuss the process of lipid peroxidation. And this process begins with the initiation where this peroxyl radical is formed and propagation happens where this radical reacts with other fatty acids to form a carbon-centered centered radical. Right, so this propagative process will literally continue until all your fatty acids are oxidized or when the chain reaction is broken by vitamin E as the savior for this reaction as the antioxidants generated will have an antioxidant free radical to terminate this destructive pathway and tocopherols are known to be the best and most effective chain breakers. Structurally, how alpha tocopherol becomes alpha Tofuroxyl lies in the structure of the 6-hydroxyl group, having its hydrogen atom donated to a free radical when it captures the peroxyl radical to stop the reaction. And because this tocopherol radical is unreactive, it makes vitamin E a very effective free radical chain-breaking antioxidant. Right? Does it remind you of vitamin C? This radical can be reduced back to tocopherol, but if this radical is further oxidized, it can't be reversible, which is a fine difference that vitamin E does not fall in its redox framework. Right. Well, my friend, this was a shorter episode about vitamin E, but that's all I have for you today about how vitamin E plays a central role in your body. If you've enjoyed this episode, then you're in luck, because I know in the next few episodes in this micronutrient series will be a transformative ride full of scientific excitement and curiosity that will last your lifetime. I'm going to leave you with the same message I leave you in every single one of our Dear Heart and the Brain podcast episodes. Keep that brain sharp, keep that heart healthy, and go dominate. Thanks so much for your time and attention. Above all, thanks for your interest in science.